0: The Holy Bible is a magnificent, glorious, even unspeakable gift. This inerrant, God-authored book is life's source of clear direction, the source of brilliant truth, even the source of eternal life. John fourteen six reads, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And imagine this beautiful revelation. Jesus' name is... The Word of God. Several centuries ago, explorer Ponce de Leon famously sought for the Fountain of Youth and failed. But God's redeemed, the born again, have found this fountain, even swim in its waters. Ezekiel forty-seven one through five speaks prophetically of this marvelous river. Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side." And when the man uh, that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over. Have you been born again? Would you like to drink from the fountain of youth? Would you like your sin and shame erased from your record? Would you like the power to live a life filled with joy and purpose and promise? Then today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus right now for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Do it now while the door of truth is still open. Do it now. We'll wait for you here. Now for today's subject. God said, Numbers chapter 11, verse 1, And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. God said, Psalms 106, 24 through 26, Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness. God said, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 18, "...and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." God said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, "...Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. God said, Ephesians chapter 5, 18 through 20, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man said, according to Sigmund Freud, faith is a universal obsessional neurosis, infantile, narcissistic. Now the record. The deeper science digs, the more they find God's word and the more they inadvertently certify the full veracity of the Holy Bible. Saints, be of good cheer. For over 6,000 years, Satan has paraded before the sons of Adam his most sophisticated and eloquent champions to attack the inerrancy of God's Holy Word, only to fail time after miserable time. As mentioned here before, it was Charles Darwin's position that as society grew in knowledge, it would become apparent that the God of the Bible is irrelevant. However, the more science excels, the more it shouts, yes, to the Word of God. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, and those who embrace it are wise. This is God Said, Man Said feature, Article 602, that once again certifies the supernatural accuracy of the Word of God, and every Thursday evening, God willing, they grow by one. All of these subjects are archived on this site in text and streaming audio for your edification, and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We are grateful for your visit. God is disgusted with complainers. Complaining, murmuring, and negative speaking are all done in the devil's language, and this conversation is harmful to those who speak it and hear it. Complaining, murmuring, and negative speaking create despair and sickness, even death and eternal damnation. As believers... We are directed to separate ourselves from the complaining spirit. Psalms, chapter 50, verse 23. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. God Said Man Said has published numerous features dealing with the subject of the tongue and the words spoken, and this article will highlight new research that continues to confirm the absolute accuracy of the word of God. A few foundational paragraphs from previous God Said, Man Said features follow. It must be noted that God's word is entirely true, and consequently is always perfect science. Each directive has inherit a blessing or a curse. Obey God's words, and the results of your obedience will be good fruit, disobey, and the results will be bad fruit, and so it is with today's subject. Murmuring, complaining, and griping are a global pastime. It is so common, so pervasive, that many aren't aware they are complaining. Men complain when it's hot. They complain when it's cold. They complain when it rains and complain when it snows. Murmuring, complaining, and griping are a result of the spirit that dwells within, and God commands against it. God hates the contagious complaining spirit. Regardless of how much man has, he will always find reason to gripe and complain. As a citizen of the USA, I have witnessed murmuring, complaining, and griping developed into an art form, and I have certainly witnessed it in myself. One hundred and fifty years ago, the world's greatest kings could have only dreamed of living as the poorest ten percent of the U.S. population. Let's take a look. Under the hoods of our cars rests two hundred horses ready to be commanded by a key and a foot. In only one day, and on beautifully smooth highways, we travel the distance that would have taken long ago King's two weeks and many bumps to accomplish. While comfortably traveling along, we flip a switch and are serenaded by the world's greatest musicians, and not just any musicians, but musicians of preference from classical to country music. News and weather are delivered on the hour, and we are kept abreast of global events by some of the world's greatest minds. The same thing takes place on television, and you know what? It's free to the listener. While driving along, yet another flip of a switch gives heat and another cool to a uh, to assure ultimate comfort. We eat the finest foods and pick our pleasure from the shelves or case and prepare it in minutes. We wear the finest clothing of silks, cottons, and wools and live in finely furnished homes with electricity, running hot and cold water and heat, which we regulate with another flip of a switch. We receive the finest education, have access to the world's best health care, and can travel around the world in the conveyance of our choice. We're protected by the world's greatest military and entertained by the finest athletes, yet there is complaining in the streets. The kings of old would have paid the proverbial king's ransom to have enjoyed the like. Unregenerated man will murmur, complain, and gripe, no matter how much he has because of the unregenerated spirit that dwells in him. Those of us who have put on the mind of Christ are commanded to give thanks in everything, regardless of what that everything is. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. A headline of a feature article on WebMD.com cited new findings from research conducted by Johns Hopkins University, and it read, Irritability, Griping and Anger, Hasten Heart Disease. The following paragraphs are from that article. Although previous studies have pointed to a link between anger and heart disease later in life, researchers say that it's the first time anger has been shown to affect the risk of heart problems before age 55. In fact, men who said they expressed or concealed their anger, became irritable, or engaged in gripe sessions were five times more likely to have an early heart attack than their calmer counterparts. In this study, hot tempers uh, predicted disease long before traditional risk factors like diabetes or hypertension became apparent, says study author Patricia P. Chang, M.D., a cardiology uh, fellow at Johns Hopkins University, in a news release. Her study appears in today's issue of the Archives of Internal Medicine. Irritable, complaining, griping, angry individuals are 500% more likely to have an early heart attack. Be careful what you speak, because you will eat the fruit from your lips. Proverbs 18.20, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. In an article by doctors Brennan and Charnetsky, authors of the book Feeling Good is Good for You, the following was found. For instance, you might be a generally carefree, cheery, and well-adjusted person, but if you happen to be angry, upset, or otherwise negative, Just minutes before you run your hand along a stairway railing that harbors the flu virus, you're more likely to get a cold than if you were happy-go-lucky and free of hostility when you came in contact with the bug. That's because when you're angry, upset, or moody, even for a little while, your IgA drops markedly and your T lymphocytes slow to a crawl. T lymphocytes are important immune system cells that include helper and killer T cells. An unforgiving spirit breeds hostility in all forms. Dr. Redford Williams, an internist and behavioral medicine researcher at Duke University, had this to say about hostility. A cynical, mistrusting attitude is a driving force that makes people most susceptible to heart disease, he went on to say. Hostility predicts the risk of not just heart disease, but mortality due to all causes. Wrath and anger are known killers which proceed from the heart. Another feature article on this website, Let Not the Sun Go Down Upon Your Wrath, noted the following terrible results of anger. Duke professor Dr. Redford Williams, author of Anger Kills, says research shows that those who have an angry response to everyday setbacks are 400 to 700 percent more likely to be dead of coronary disease and other causes by age 50. According to research in the October 1, 1995 issue of Circulation, the risk of suffering a heart attack is 2.3 times higher in the two hours following an episode of anger. God's Word devotes a large percentage of its passages to dealing with attitude because the attitude is a reflection of the Spirit within you. Spirits are contagious, and being thankful in all things is not just a good idea, but it is a commandment we cannot ignore without consequences. Robin Landry, in the December of 2009, wrote the following under the heading The Dangers of Complaining and Negative Communication. In a study conducted by the Mayo Clinic and presented at the American Academy of Neurology in 2005, it was discovered that individuals who received higher scores on a pessimism-depression scale had a 30% increased risk of developing some form of dementia, including Alzheimer's, later in life. Throw in some anxiety along with the pessimism and the risk increased to 40%, end of quote. Alexander Jurloff, author, lecturer, and one of the world's leading experts on happiness at work, under the title, Top 10 Reasons Why Constant Complaining is So Toxic in the Workplace, wrote, Number 10, Pessimism is Bad for You. Psychologist Markin Seligman showed in his groundbreaking research in positive psychology that people who see the world in a positive light have a long list of advantages, including they live longer, they're healthier, they have more friends and better social lives, they enjoy life more, and they're more successful at work, end of quote. August 20, 2012. Minda Zetlin, co-author and president of the American Society of Journalists and Authors, published under the heading, Listening to Complainers is Bad for Your Brain, the following. Do you hate it when people complain? It turns out there's good reason. Listening to too much complaining is bad for your brain in multiple ways, according to Trevor Blake, a serial entrepreneur and author of The Three Simple Steps A Map to Success in Business and Life. In the book, he describes how neuroscientists have learned to measure brain activity when faced with various stimuli, including a long gripe session. The brain works more like a muscle than we thought, Blank says. So if you're pinned in a corner for too long listening to someone being negative, you're more likely to behave that way as well. Even worse, being exposed to too much complaining can actually make you dumb. Research shows that exposure to 30 minutes or more of negativity, including viewing such material on TV, actually peels away neurons in the brain's hippocampus. That's the part of your brain you need for problem solving, he says. Basically, it turns your brain to mush. End of quote. Thousands of years before man's Eureka moment, God's Word is already there with His perfect instructions that only the Creator himself could know proverbs seventeen twenty two a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. God's word is a place to build a life. God said numbers eleven one and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. God said, Psalms 106, 24, and 26. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness. God said, First Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. God said, Ephesians five eighteen through 20, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man said, according to Sigmund Freud, Faith is a universal obsessional neurosis, infantile, narcissistic. Now you have the record.